going on everybody and welcome back to casual conversation with will and gary episode number 22 and on this episode me and gary got another guest our good buddy devin mathis um me and gary met devin when we were all in community college together 2014 and 15 i think um Devin's a good guy, so we've known him for the past, you know, four or five years or so. Uh, Devin is a business owner, entrepreneur, um, and we just get into everything that that entails today in the podcast. We talk about, you know, a lot of different things, how we met each other, what what you need to start up a small business, uh, what you need to succeed in, in business in general, and just everything in between. So um, I think we got a good episode for you today. I'm glad you got to come over and uh, shoot the podcast with us. So with that being said, I hope you guys enjoy the show. What's going on, everybody? And welcome back to Casual conversation with will and gary what up what up what episode is this gary 22 22 22 shout out taylor swift uh she listens to the podcast we're gonna have her on sometime but today we have a special guest gary and i'm excited about it <laughs> our yes. good buddy the infamous derv derv mcderv mcderv is back McDerve. <laughs> the derv is back in town they say Dude, yeah, we got Devin Mathis on the on the podcast today, and we're excited about it. How's it going, Derp? How you been doing? Oh, living life in the fast lane. Live, living life in the fast lane. That's a fitting. That's a fitting quote for you, Derp. That is a fitting quote. That is a fitting quote. So, so tell us a little bit about you. Tell you where where you're from. Tell us some of your your bigger inspirations and hobbies in life. Give us a little introduction, and then we'll talk about our weeks. Oh, I can do that. Okay. Introducing myself, I would say from from? I'm from Mayflower, Arkansas, but technically my address was Conway, but I went to high school at Mayflower, graduated Mm -hmm. there, technically still live near it-ish. I live off, I'm not telling you guys. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Spoiler alert. (laughs) Sorry, Gary. Uh, Graduated from UCA, innovation and entrepreneurship, major there. That was fun. That, That was fun. But my first year was spent at Uacom in Moralton, where I met Gary and Willie P. One, two, three. Yeah, we met in different UACCM, classes. UACCM, baby. Oh yeah. I'm, if you if you're a, if you're an avid listener of the podcast, you've heard us talk about Mr. Herman. Uh, he's the what is it? What is he's it? my teacher. What's uh, the was he our oral speech teacher? Yeah, oral communication teacher. Yeah. Yeah, and so me and Derv and some other chick, we. Like had this group project, and that's how we got more acquainted. Because you had to like, we like met at Panera and Conway, and he had to come over to the house. And did you, you ever? Came, and you came over one time just to hang out. Did you ever tell them what our project was about in that class, and like why it was an interesting class? I I didn't. I didn't. Do you remember, dude? I don't remember what the project was. I just remember that the girl got like a way better grade than we did. That is factual. Because y'all probably that is factual. Yeah. You're right. Well, because y'all probably didn't do anything. No, dude, we huh? did. Are you we sure? did. Yes. No, I- we did. Okay, so here's the rundown <laughs> of the project. It was an oral communications project, and it was like he was very loose with the terms. And basically, the end result of the project, he told us nothing on how to do this project properly. No guidelines. Nothing. 
And at the end, it was like the whole point of it was like it was inception. It was like teamwork and like what you can come up with on your own was the whole point of it. So not that, the actual project. And so like we were stressing <laughs> out about it all the time, or at least I was. And I was like, I, I don't know what I'm doing. Dude, like, yeah, he he gave us terrible. He gave us a terrible. Grade. All the guys got terrible grades in that class. I asked all of them except for one man. Yeah, it was. I don't know. That sounds kind of strange. So how, I think y'all just weren't very good teammates. That's so, why you get a bad grade. Yeah, so Will Will likes Mr. Herman now. Yeah, I'm actually taking Mr. Herman right now because back in the day I failed speech. So You I'm have a different outlook because you see him currently. I haven't seen him in four years now. So I feel he's like probably grown. You have a different outlook on uh, him. He's probably grown a little bit. Uh, no, he's, he's actually exactly the same. <laughs> I mean, exact. I'm fairly positive he was going through a divorce at the time because he had pictures of him and a significant other and then no longer had a ring on. Oh. And I'm pretty sure the pictures were taken off now, during the class. Well, that's interesting. He might have got remarried. Maybe he's a happier being now. Maybe. That's what know. I believe. Hopefully. He was just kind we of have him a... on the podcast. No. I'm yes, we are. This is yeah, we're doing it. This is my house. Okay. So <laughs> I'm gonna see if he wants to. This is a studio. Yeah. We can do it. You I'm sure? Down. Yeah, sure. I bet he has to stuff talking about. I'm cool. Anyway. I'm cool with it. If you uh, hey, bring him on. I'll talk with him. <laughs> if he's down to come and podcast, we'll podcast. Okay. I'll he know. is an oral communications teacher after all. So yeah. Probably a good one. Probably Pretty fitting. I'll 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 be like Mr. Herman. I'm not gonna lie. I didn't like you very much. <laughs> uh, but you know, and it, honestly, if he comes and talks, I'm sure I'm sure that we'd be good friends. Yeah, you probably would. I don't know if I liked me four years ago either, though. And when I say good yeah, friends, not not like friends that, like hang out, but like you know, a respectable friends, yeah. like acquaint respectable acquaintances. I would say. Yeah, that's crazy though. That like I have him as a teacher now, and then. You know, that's the class that you met Dervin. That's, I don't know. That's kind of yeah, wild. Wow. It's like, that was a while ooh. ago. Or a while ago. All but right. anyway, yeah, that's where, that's where me and Gary met Derv was in college. So so what class did you meet him in? Um, we had English 2 for sure together. Yeah. Do you remember when Zach used his Android phone to turn the projector on and off in that class? Yeah, I remember that. That old lady was very, very angry at us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do. Zach and used Will. to use his phone to turn the projector. Dude, Zach used to do crap like that. We need yeah. to have Zach on the podcast sometime. Yeah, for real. For real. We need to have Zach I on the podcast. I forgot about that. That was funny. <laughs> um, no. Um, what, like, what, like, we were in a group project, me and Derv. How did y'all, did y'all have, like, a group project? Or how did y'all no, get acquainted? No, we didn't have a group project. We just, um. We all sat together. Yeah. I don't know. We just sat. I, yeah, other. we just sat together. I think maybe I saw something about cars or something, and I probably was like, "Hey, what's yeah. up?" And then we just started talking. Yeah. yeah. So that that will bring that to the light. Uh, Derv's main thing is like he's just like mega into cars, and uh, we well, he, he gave me a nod. You, you you explain what you're into, but you you can't deny, man, that you're you're into you're into vehicles, automobiles. I would say that's my backbone for sure. I was raised that way. Backbone. I don't really have a choice. <laughs> I mean, it is like I've tried. So like the past year, so pre now, really up until like last summer, I was really into cars. Like that was all that really mattered. Um, and now like kind of slowing down and it's been interesting trying to be a normal person that's not into cars. Yeah, that's true. Like Gary was talking about earlier. He's like, he just transportation. I can't think of it that way. Don't know how. Yeah, that's true, man. And cars are like, uh, a weird thing because you're not really into cars, Gary, but like once you get into cars, you, you never really stop liking cars, you know? There's, there's some s- cars that just bring the enthusiast out of you, I swear. Yeah, it's, kind of, it's a strange, it's not addiction, but a strange hobby, I guess, to like cars because there's just so many different kinds, so many, 
old ones, new ones, and they're always coming out with new ones. So you, I don't know. It's like you can never stop liking cars. And they're a pretty what. big factor in American life. Like they're literally everywhere. Almost everyone has one. It's almost to the grade of a cell phone. Like yeah, yeah. we'll we'll have to talk. We'll have to talk about what we talked about last time with like Tesla. Oh yeah, uh, that's crazy. And, and cars like. Like gasoline, I mean, we're not going to get into global warming or anything, but like gasoline is something that is going to have to be converted, you know? And so like automobiles, like older automobiles, they're saying, but you said that one guy said it's going to be illegal yeah, to have gonna... a combustible engine in like so many years. Like, what are we going to do with, all... you said there's so many different cars. Like, what are we going to do with all of those cars if that's the case? I don't know. Is There's it? so many parking lots in like other countries in America full of like thousands of cars that just they don't know what to do with them. Like hundreds upon hundreds of acres full of just cars. A lot of them are new cars, old cars, etc. Dang, that's crazy. We have an excess we of cars. We have a surplus of cars. Bro, what if we have what if we cuz we're just pumping out cars. <laughs> like <laughs> what if cars. Bro, what if we overpopulate the earth with cars? It's just like clothing. Like there's so many clothing out now. Like if you go to all the stores and people I keep buying clothes the every day. products that we've made. That is so wild. It's pretty horrible if you really dig into it. American <laughs> yeah, society. It's too, <laughs> there's too many cars, man. I don't know how Pollution. we got up on that got up on that <laughs> tangent. But anyways, what what did you do this week, Will? Dude, this week, um, since we last convened uh, the podcast, that was last Wednesday, a week from today. Um, dude, I haven't done nothing. I actually had to work uh, last weekend. It's kind of lame. I usually don't work on the weekends anymore, but I had to work, so that's what I did. I worked uh, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, off Sunday, and then went back to work again on Monday. So I actually haven't done anything, to be completely honest with you. A lame week. Heck yeah. No, I've not been, I mean it was lame. I've been <laughs> I've been going out and hiking and stuff. Just I mean it's been beautiful weather to do stuff. I just yeah. had to work. The man's got me down, you know what I mean? I'm I'm doing that cuz I you know, it's still up in the air on whether or not I'm staying in Arkansas. And so like I'm trying to yeah, enjoy true. I'm trying to enjoy the natural state yeah. by possibly and you know, leave. Yeah, that's true. And it's been beautiful. It's been very beautiful. Arkansas is actually really beautiful, man. No doubt. I'll have to show you some pictures when we get done with the fire. It is the natural state. The natural, baby. The I showed natural. I showed Derv the pictures. They're pretty cool looking look little spot. Told him it looked like Mount Rushmore. <laughs> Dude, did Gary show you the pictures of him uh like he took of himself like up in a tree? I have not seen those. Oh, you, you gotta show him those, Gary. <laughs> Will thought I was vain. <laughs> He's st- <laughs> Those are dumb pictures. It's okay to be vain sometimes. I think. <laughs> no, dude. Was, like, not just I'm gonna have to see the pictures. Yeah, you have to see. Holding opinion until I see the pictures. Yeah, we'll get we'll get to it. All right. Anyway, Will's judgmental. I'm not judgmental. Darry, what did you do this week, dude? That's an interesting question. I have sometimes bad short term memory. Uh, <laughs> I bought some cars, sold some cars, drove some cars. There you go. Hold on. Let's see if I can get real specific. Oh, I rode a motorcycle from Fayetteville to Conway, and that was interesting. There I've you never go. ridden one that far before. That was actually pretty fun. Was it exhilarating? Do you have a motorcycle license? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I got you. I haven't really got I've always he, wanted a motorcycle. He just shook his head no. <laughs> no, no, he didn't. <laughs> yeah, he did. No, he didn't. Well, I've gotten my permit three times. There you and go. Like, it expires after six months, and if you know me, I don't keep things very long because they always sell. And so... I always end up not having a motorcycle, and so I can't go take the driving part to like actually get the endorsement. So I oh, just okay. have to get my permit every year. 
Oh, but it that's not bad, yeah, I guess. And yes, it was very exhilarating. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Was it a crotch rocket or a cruiser? No, I have I have both right now. Well, it's a street. I have a Street Fighter bike, which is kind of like it's like a naked crotch rocket. Oh yeah, okay, bike. yeah, naked. Uh, and I also have a cruiser, but it was the cruiser I rode back, and that made it more fun because it had the clear uh, windshield and everything. So yeah, made there was no wind. It was comfortable. There you go. I enjoyed. Dude, it. I've always wanted a cruiser. It's like a big old fat Harley. You know what I mean? Just cruising down it's the It's like interstate. the closest thing you can get to a car on two wheels. Yeah. Like it's so comfortable. <laughs> oh, dang. So we'll just jump into this a while back because uh, we've had, I've planned to have, and we've talked about on the podcast before that we were going to have Derv on and I asked him a while back to send me a list of questions or things that are interesting that he would like to talk about. As a podcaster, you're not supposed to say the topics. No, you're no, supposed no, to just no, talk no, about no, them. no, no. But uh, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna kind of gleam over them, okay? So we're gonna jump right into this. Now, one of the things that uh, I've actually noticed because I, my brother is in high school, is that all of these teenagers are using jewels and like uh, vaporizers. So what are what are y'all's thoughts on that? On vaping? Mm-hmm. Well, actually back in the day, um Will used to vape in class. Not in class. Yeah, you did. I watched you in English too. I remember it. You used to sneak it in your backpack like Yeah, we did. We did <laughs> I yeah, we did do that too. <laughs> no, dude. I used to be super big into it just because I thought it was really cool. Yeah. And uh no, not not so much anymore. I mean, I haven't vaped in a couple of years, but um, it's an I interesting mean, concept. Yeah, it it's it's kind of weird to talk about because it's it's still so new, relatively speaking, that nobody knows if it's actually um, healthy. Well, not healthy for you, but safe for you or not. You know what I'm saying? It's obviously safer than cigarettes, I would say. My but, my thing about that is we know how bad cigarettes are. Yeah, yeah. And it would be unimaginable almost for something to be that bad for your body. Yeah. When it's just like, what what are the ingredients to vaporizers mostly? Propylene glycol, propylene glycol vegetable glycerin, and then whatever they use for the flavoring. Yeah. And of so course, it's like nicotine. three, four ingredients. Sure. And like, those can be in the... Propylene glycol and vegetable glycerin can be ingested. They're in a lot of different uh, foods and stuff. Well, not foods, but um, they're in some like canned foods, I think. Something like that. I can't remember. But, I mean, you can go to Walmart and buy it, so it can't be that bad for you. I mean, you can go to Walmart and buy cigarettes too, but. Yeah, bro. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. (laughs) But no, dude, it's wild. That's a. You see, but you see people that are so young doing them. Well, they're not not doing it for. as a safe alternative to smoking or using tobacco, just they're, just, to be they're cool. just doing it to be cool, man. Yeah, because it's cool. But I'd say the cool's definitely faded, though. Yeah, for Especially sure. Especially the jewel cool, because that was cool like six months ago. Yeah, I feel like now it's kind of dying dude, down. Yeah, dude, I'm just saying. I've been around Reed here lately, and he just like all of his friends, bro. They all like vaporize. I don't know, man. It's like a craze. I don't know. I'm wondering how long it'll last as far as if it'll last like decades like cigarettes has. Probably cigarettes won't have last been around. I don't think it'll last as long. It probably won't last as long as Tide Pods. <laughs> no, it's lasted longer than that, but... Bro, what what was the Tide Pod thing? I never like, ran into it. I didn't either. I just... They were eating them for some reason. <laughs> did, did I don't, you get know. Them, I don't even know get the them high? 
I don't Dude, know the effects of it even. Because I heard like they no. were a bunch of kids eating them. Yeah, I think they're just doing it just for like a challenge thing. Oh my gosh, that's so stupid. Know. Yeah. But no, dude, uh, to wrap it up with vaping, I think if you're above the legal age, you can choose for yourself. If you're under 18, the legal age, and I say you probably shouldn't do it. That's all I, that's all I got to say. But. Except don't smoke cigarettes yeah. of any age. Yeah, I'd say don't smoke cigarettes at any age because they're terrible. Yeah, don't don't start cigarettes. Anyways, dude, so you're really into cars. Um, do you? And you, I'm assuming you like to drive around. If you like cars, you like to drive what you are into. So, have you done anything like racing or anything like that? You've done anything dangerous? I haven't done any professional sports. I'm not really about sanctioned events just because it's a lot of effort, like to you know all the safety inspections and all sorts of stuff. Like yeah. That. So I usually do like things on my own, but I've definitely done some crazy stuff. Yeah. You want to? You do? Is there are there any are there any stories that you would like to share where you may have had some like near death experiences or anything like that? Because I mean, I'm just saying near death experiences. I've had a couple. This was one that I don't really tell anyone about. So we were driving in Memphis in my white BMW hatchback, which everyone knows I've had for 10 years now, nine years actually. But uh, while we were in Memphis with three people in there going to a car show and we were going under an overpass and it had a split. So it had the columns standing from the top of the overpass down to the ground level, but you could go on either side of it. Kind of like if you see a bridge, you know, you could drive in between them on either side. Mm -hmm. That's how it was, except it didn't tell you that that lane ended at the end of the overpass, like 10 foot past it. And there was a trucker in that lane, so we were going to zip around him on the right, around the little columns, and then get back into that lane. Well, it was a very immediate thing, and it was very wild. So we had to downshift a second, banged red line at 7,300, and tried to merge in front of this trucker. And I don't think, I personally don't think we made it. I think the trucker stopped, like, like hit his brake, panic brake, so we would not hit him, because it was like... It was wild. Like I can't, I can't describe it. It was like the most adrenaline rush thing ever. That's and like then a our fast hotel, and furious move. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was fast and furious. Like straight to, we were full throttle straight to the left and just praying. And I honestly don't think I was driving. I can't remember. It was like six years, five years ago, something like that. But I don't think I was driving. I think it was one of my friends, Alex. Wow, it was crazy. Our hotel was like right there too, so we just parked. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie, like I, I I lost you on the terminology there a little bit. You you downshift on the banger wanger. <laughs> what? Down okay, Gary, use your brain. Downshifted? You know what that means? Yeah, yeah. I mean I know. Okay, it goes to a lower gear. Yeah, I know that's, what that means. I, that's all I said. Yeah, I had to get the power. I know but you said like the bang you said something about the banger. Banging red line. Banging red line. What is a banging red line? Dude, the red line in your vehicle? You know on your uh RPM gauge on the cluster, oh, yeah, the red yeah. top the red? of the part where you're not supposed so to go. So you were like, What? Yeah. yeah, like like beating it, not caring about the car. We're just trying to save our lives here. Well, it, save it wouldn't have killed us, it would have just damaged my car, which I would not have liked. Yeah. We got T-boned by an 18-wheeler if we wouldn't have been Dude, you could have, died, have you ever been? Sure. Have you ever been in a wreck? Uh, yeah, I've been in several. Not really. Maybe two, but not any bad ones, really. I mean, none that have injured me. What? It's like, just like nothing. Like, was it your fault? Uh, let's see. One time I had an M3, a BMW M3, which is their small sports sedan from the 90s. Uh, from the 90s. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to dumb all this stuff down for Gary, and it's really <laughs> hard. Yeah, dude. Yeah, go, go so ahead. So I had I an like E36 M3. It was an automatic sedan, black on black. I just bought it. I was 18. This was the third car I'd ever bought on my own, uh, which was pretty cool to have an M3 
at 18. Well, I was going around a corner that I've been going around for my whole life. Well, I didn't know. I got this M3 for really cheap. That's the only way I could afford it. And I didn't know it had a couple problems. Long story short, I was going about 95 around this corner with my friend in there. And the back end slid out a little bit, did a full 180, and then another like half of that. So 90 plus a little bit, maybe 120 degrees of rotation yeah. uh, from like ditch <laughs> to ditch. And then landed in a ditch like two foot from a telephone pole. That was pretty wild. We got the car up and it had like maybe a ding on it. Like it was, there was no damage on it. Um, yeah, that was pretty wild. Dang, that's crazy, bro. <laughs> but wow. I've done, I've done some crazy stuff as far as like top speed and stuff like that. Like what's the, what's the fastest you guys have ever been in a car? Like personally driving or riding, it doesn't matter. Uh, um, Ryan Middleton went 120 miles an hour with me, Will, and Zach. Yeah. He's like little, what was that? It was like, oh, a, dude, that was, um. I didn't even know what kind of it was a car that wasn't meant to go that fast. And it, <laughs> dude, the whole car was like shaking. Dude, it was shaking. It was shaking. Dude, back bro. in the day, probably my uh my cousin has a um a Dodge Ram SRT with the the V ten Viper motor. SRT ten. Yeah. And he got it, it that was pretty fast. That was like one thirty five. That's probably, that's pretty that's moving in a truck. That's the fastest I've ever been though. Which I mean You gotta go you gotta break the hundred mile an hour range every day just to feel alive. <laughs> I mean, you guys not do that. Like, Gary, does no. your truck even go 100? Yeah, bro, it gets 100. It It'll probably go, go like 107. Dude, Barely. I don't know if my car would go uh, over 100 or not. I wouldn't hey. want to be in it. Dude, no. My Dude. parents may not like to hear this, but hey, that, that truck's been over 100. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, my car, if my car went over 100, like going down the interstate to 80, it's shaking pretty hard. So I don't know if it's she could. shaking pretty hard. <laughs> I don't know if she could make it to 100. But, I suggest not trying. Yeah, I probably won't try it. Well, what's fast you've ever gone, Dur? Uh, I have two high high speed, two high speeds in my life that I like can mark down. One was in a Corvette Z06, which is the top package, down one from the supercharged ZR1. This is just the naturally aspirated. Yeah. Uh, no turbos, no superchargers for Gary. Uh, <laughs> and I hit 193 in that car. That's fast, bro. Yeah. That's like. On highway, fast. on highway 365, it was, it was pretty wild. Like all the walls, all the green, the green trees and everything turns into a green wall on the side. You can't see anything but the road. And then at about 180, you pretty much realize that if anything happens, like other than perfection, you die. Like, let's say an acorn fell on your windshield. Like, you know, that could make you crash or like a dog running out your toast or like a drop of waters on the road and you didn't know it may cause you to spin out because you're running <laughs> not not to mention you're running 180 but you're progressively trying to go faster so you're putting more torque down like putting full power down still like yeah. trying to keep keep going faster it's it gets scary <laughs> now I, that was 193 in the corvette and then 187 to 190 in a bmw how's a bmw go that fast i thought bmws were two like turbos. sedans it well th- this one was actually a coupe but two turbos makes up for it gary did you see the car in the driveway yeah. At your house? Yeah. That's a twin turbo BMW. I've never, that's, it was, it was actually my mom's car, uh, but now it's tuned up a little bit quicker. Um, she's taken me 165 miles an hour in it. She told me one day, I was coming home from school, I was 17 at the time, she told me this, uh, my car does this weird thing when you go really fast. I'm like, okay, show me. So we're on back roads, uh, and she does it at 165 miles an hour. <laughs> and she's like, did you feel it do this squat thing? I'm like, mom, that's aerodynamics. She slowed down and then did it again to show me. I'm like, yeah, wow. your car's fast, mom. <laughs> That's crazy, bro. Dude, 190. Dude, think of like, what if you're going down the road 
and like a deer jumped out in front of you and you hit it at a hundred toast everything toast toast burnt toast wow I don't, I don't i don't do that regularly and i don't know if i would do that again it's pretty life-threatening and you don't get much joy out of it you can have a lot more fun in the car at lower speeds yeah. using cornering and stuff like that yeah that's true high speeds are just threatening i mean even a ball joint on cars like any anything goes wrong with your car not to mention that like a tire separates not not all tires are rated for that speed like most tires are rated for 120 160 like you have to buy special i can't remember the rating but you have to buy special tires to go like 186 plus huh there's some, there's a tire called i think it's a p or something like that or a p or a plus symbol that goes 186 hmm. plus that's crazy well, needless to say, Darv knows a lot about cars, <laughs> and if you can't tell that by now. <laughs> but anyways, um, Will, you got anything for him? Huh? Anything for Darv? Yeah. Um, let's see. Well, you said you buy and sell cars, Darv. So I was going to ask, is that your main business, I guess, per se? Or like, how does that work for you? Do you own a car lot, or do you just buy and sell them for you know, I'll, th- I'll throw that in there. Okay. So the first, I, I started selling cars when I was 17 or 18. I can't recall exactly how old I was. It was like right after I graduated high school, like the, the month leading up to, and afterwards I started buying cars. And so I bought a, ch- a cheap car for 500 bucks. Uh, and then long story short, sold it for 950. And that was amazing. I was like, wow, I just made 400 bucks doing pretty much nothing other than owning this cool car. I really wanted, cause I'd been saving up trying to find one of these cars and found a really good deal on one. Uh, it was an E30 BMW five speed. It's an old three series eighties car. looks like a box. Old school. <laughs> yeah. Old school. Uh, and then I, I did it with another car and then did it with another car and kept going eventually. And then that's, that's, that's how I made my way through college. I would say, uh, it's weird to look objectively at your life over the past couple of years, but that, that's how I made it through college was just selling cars, like buying cars I wanted and then just posted them on Craigslist when I got, got it cleaned up and everything. And then sold and then kept going like that. So, and then eventually I had to get a dealership. Yeah, I was about to say, isn't there a limit on how many cars you can sell in a year? Yeah, there's, the a, there's a limit, five cars a year in Arkansas. I've heard they're going to maybe move that up, but I'm not really sure. But right now you can sell five cars a year in Arkansas that hmm. are registered. I read the law two weeks ago that if they're registered to your name, you can only buy and sell the same five cars in a year or something like that. It was really interesting. There, I feel like there would be a loophole, but you know, in laws, you can't really get around anything. Yeah. But yeah. Um, so why is that? Why can you only sell five cars? Because uh, they want you to be a business. I think at that point, you would have to have a business license. And if you're going to have a business license to be selling cars, you, and you have to report your income. If you're selling over five cars a year, you're making money on them. Otherwise, yeah. you wouldn't be doing it. Yeah. yeah, it's kind of like... So they're just trying to get you to be a business quicker. Yeah, it's like once you make a certain amount of money, then they don't want you to have that under the table, you know? They want to be able to take taxes out of it. So they want yeah, you to technically yeah. have a, be a business, I guess. So you're not, you're not technically a business. Oh, yeah, I am now. I've been a business for two years, two and three quarters. Oh, okay. July 2016 is when I started my business. That was like the actual like date of LLC Incorporation and everything. Hmm. So, so I've been a dealership since then. What did you have to do to get that? Um, it's fairly simple. You just have to have business insurance. Um, a, you have to have a building, obviously, with an office, locking, filing cabinet, sign, and cars. In Arkansas, hmm, it's pretty that's easy. It? I mean, don't get me wrong. It's a lot of paperwork, and it takes a couple thousand dollars to start up and everything. Uh, and there's, you have to sell a minimum of five, year, five cars a year to keep your license. So it's like you're either okay. in the dealership range or you're not. That's kind of what I found out through reading the laws on it. 
but yes i've been a dealership for two and a half years okay. or, or a little more that's awesome that's and so awesome. i started out at my parents house i had i just used their front yard and their t-shirt printing office as my dealership and that's how i got it there and just eventually ran out of room and got a place up in skyline oh yeah that's cool he's on the top of top of skyline what's it called j spec auto works J Shameless spec promo. auto j spec auto works go check it out if you're in the uh it's not really worthwhile there's like three cars there right now we sold a lot and haven't put a lot back there right now yeah well, you just sold a car good thing is you've probably sold your five cars for this year though you probably did yeah. that in like two weeks huh well the first couple weeks of january is pretty slow but yeah definitely within the first two weeks i would say oh okay do you have any employees that work for you oh technically no and not employees on tax purposing but yeah i mean i would say yes uh i have one guy that works for me in Conway and sells cars. And then my other buddy, Dylan, he just kind of does everything and sells cars. Hmm. Okay. In Fayetteville. Okay. That's awesome. That's legit. What would be, uh, if you had to choose of all the cars that you've sold, what was your favorite one? That's an interesting question. It would come down to like, if you were asking me if you wanted to keep it forever or just a minute, keep but there's a couple, there's a couple cars I remember having that were among my favorite. I had a 1995 BMW M3. Uh, that it was it was a Boston green coupe, which is just this. Really I remember beautiful that one. Green color. I remember that. I brought one. it to class, and then I brought it to class a couple times. Uh, my doors got door dinged horribly, and I parked it and never brought it back. Hmm. Yeah, I remember seeing you drive that one. Yeah, that car I took it to Houston. It was a fun car. I actually left a biology class at Moralton to go pick up the car in Memphis. Hmm. Okay. So the BMW. I, dude, I haven't even had that many cars to like pick a favorite car. Bro, I've had one truck my whole life. <laughs> you know you like that silver Mustang, though. Yeah, that probably. Why was. did you get rid of that? I I liked that car. Um, I don't know, man. Didn't I, you didn't you wreck it? No, nah, that was a black one, and then me oh. and my dad uh put a motor in the silver. I just wish I had that one, though, man. That's the thing. It was a nice car. Yeah, dude. To me, like I was I was gonna say this. Um, cars are like they can be like nostalgic so not it's not that you necessarily like the car so much it, you just like what the car represents you know what i mean it's like you don't really have to be into cars that much because i'm not into cars super heavy you know i don't go and buy cars look at cars all the time but the cars that i did have that mean something i still wish i had you know you know what i'm saying yeah it's just like anything that uh you can put a value on yeah, that's not necessarily valuable it just reminds you of the times that you had with the car. Yeah, we were talking <clears throat> we were talking last time about like trophies with Josh. Yeah. And it's like it's just what it means to you. Yeah, and it's not even really a trophy like. It's like I'm a lost even, trophy. Yeah. It's like you lost the trophy, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but it's like that car had like all these memories that were associated well, with it. Well, that's only if you sell it. Yeah. I say but I he think, lost it. He totaled it. No, he? no, no. Not that one. I totaled my First car I ever bought by myself, I totaled it. How did you total that again? In the snow. That's right. It was snowing. It's easy to control. do. Yeah. I was thinking about car culture. There's a, it's, there's a culture on cars. I know you guys aren't super familiar with it, but I was thinking I'm not super in it. Like I don't go to car meets very regularly. I don't do the cruising and stuff like that. It's just really just for myself. But like my car, my car interest right now has really just came down to the cars I buy and sell. Like even the temporary, maybe the week I had with it, it was a fun car. Like I was telling you guys about that Cadillac with 340,000 miles. It was just a jewel leather interior, drove great. 
like that, just owning that, seeing that in that kind of miles and being able to drive for, you know, driving it back to the office and then selling it. Yeah. That, that's where I get my interest. I don't really modify cars anymore. Yeah. Like maybe a couple aftermarket parts a year, but I don't really own personal cars per se that I are drivable really. Yeah. I got you. Yeah. Okay. So this, this topic that you sent me, Shocking life path segment with talking about random crazy people who do strange things. Yo, what? The, yeah, I don't know, man. That's that's something that you said. You have you got your life paths uh figured out? Is you are you wanting to sell cars for your whole life? I I'm not saying I want to sell cars my whole life, but I guarantee I will because I don't. I couldn't see keeping a car forever, and the only logical way so, to get rid of it would be to sell it. So, so. what are some, like, uh, like I mean, yeah, you own your own business right now, um, but, like, what are your what are your long-term goals? Long-term goals. So, I, I guess everyone's goal is just to be independently wealthy, but I would say I've got, I've got a couple things coming. Let's say for, like, my year goal, I've got, I've got a new piece of property on Highway 64 I'm working on. I was out there mowing and everything yesterday, trying to get it like planned to put another dealership in Conway. So that's one of my goals for that would be to, to put another dealership there, okay. and to have another person working for me at that dealership. Okay, that's cool. That's that's really cool. So like over time, are you you're wanting to to expand your not expanding influence? super large, but just I, I think two or three dealerships right would be the key. A couple small dealerships would be the best manner. And then I don't think my actual daily life would be selling cars. Like, I don't personally sell cars very often. So, like, you say you don't sell cars very often. So, basically, I pay people to sell cars for me. Okay. I I basically subcontract someone to sell my cars for me. Okay. It's a friend that I trust very highly with my money and that knows how to sell cars very well. Okay. And then, like, he gets a percentage of the sale, kind of. Loosely, yeah. Loosely, okay. There's some crazy genius math calculation that I do every time to come up with a payment. There's no actual set fee rate. A crazy, or a crazy genius math math calculation. Yeah, bro. Oh, so you're a mathematician, huh? No. What what kind of what kind of math equation is? And why is it so genius? If I told you, it wouldn't be genius anymore. <laughs> How do we know it's genius if you don't tell us? It works, doesn't it? I it guess. does. I don't know if it and, does or not because well, I don't. I haven't heard we, it. We can assume. We can assume. <laughs> We're taking you all for truth. <laughs> I'm a pretty truthful person. I was thinking about that earlier. I'm not like I can lie, but only for a second. Like I always end up telling people the truth because, like, even if you like, you know, like a white lie or something like that, or like joking. But I always end up giving up too early. Yeah, I'm not very good at hiding things from people. I guess. Hey, that's that's a good. That's a good trade. I mean, though. I could be like, I could be. But that's what deceiving. a car. That's what a car salesman would want you to believe. Though. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't sell cars though, so you guys don't have to worry about that. That's but. true. I don't know. Well, sometimes I do. I don't know. I don't know. You sound. Yeah. You see, you're pretty. You're, you're a silver tongued devil. You're you're pretty quick witted with your words. I I could see you being a good card salesman. I got the two right. turbos. It's got the two <laughs> turbos. This sum, This summer, I started. I was I was pretty bored, and so I watched a lot of stand up comedy and stuff. And so I used to try out like little routines on my customers, like just like small, like <laughs> small one liners and stuff. 
And it, like, of course, they have no idea what I'm doing. But and they're the people I'll never see them again for the most part. I'll never see these people again. So I'm like, ah, let's just try it. And then it actually worked pretty well. I would say it definitely like upped my numbers on selling cars. But when you made jokes and they didn't like it, 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 it like definitely it drove them off. Guaranteed. Yeah, dude. I, I, comedy is an art, man. People don't people don't realize. Just just imagine how hard it is to go up in front of somebody or like a big uh, crowd. And just make them laugh with your words and like you just just you talking. That's yeah. tough, man. Yeah, it's tough, but like, I mean, I'm not belittling it at all. But like, once you get established as a comic, I feel like it would be easier because you have a certain style and genre. I think that's when thing, it gets harder. That you say, well, you have a person, you have a persona to keep up. Yeah, like, but you, like, there are people are expecting from you now. Yeah, but then like, you'll have you'll. I agree with Derv, but it's like you'll know that you have fans because if somebody likes you and you keep the same persona, I also agree with that. Then, then you know they're going to keep coming back and they'll tell their friends that are in, into the same kind of thing. You're like, oh, come check this guy out. He's super funny. You know what I mean? As long as you're consistent, yeah. Yeah, so you just got to have like, I'm not saying it's a, the best way to go, but I'm saying if you did have a, like a certain style that you held like every time you you did comedy, then I think it would Yeah, would you, you consider, would you consider our podcast slightly comedic? Slightly com yeah, slightly comedic. I actually have it uh under the comedy category. Really? I don't think we're necessarily a a comedy podcast. It started out we were gonna be comedy, but we kind of morphed away from that. We have some comedic aspects, but I feel I, don't think I feel we're like comedy. we're I feel like we're easy listening, comedic, like informational though. Yeah, I want I don't, I gotta go look at the categories again. I can't remember the categories. There's gotta I, be one I feel, better I feel than like just we're comedy, I feel like we're comical cause, because I've had people that listen to the podcast reach out and be like, it's kind of like a male humor type thing. <laughs> so I Maybe feel like entertaining. Of, entertaining is the word. Yeah, male entertainment. Because like that a lot of funny. people that listen to us like are dudes. <laughs> yeah, that's true. See, I, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't notice that, I guess. Yeah. Are we male humor oriented? I'm, I mean, we, we do kind of joke around a lot. I'm going to hold well, my yeah. opinion until the end and I'll let you guys know. Well, I mean, we joke around, but... Yeah, what would you consider us? I don't know, dude. Information? I would, I would consider us like um I don't I don't know. I have to look at the categories. Oh my gosh. Like, way to be way to self information, self-help because we give a lot of advice. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I would so, yeah. I'd say dude, man, we're just kind of like a morph, like we're just casual conversation, like dude, you know what I mean? We're kind of like under the miscellaneous tab. You know what I mean? Yeah, cuz we, we, really we talk a, about a lot of different types of stuff. I'm pulling up the categories. Do it. Oh, dude, pull the categories. Do it. Read us off some categories. <clears throat> Anyways. All categories. All right, here we go. We have arts, business, comedy, education, games and hobbies, government and organizations, health, kids and family, music, news and politics, religion and spirituality, science and medicine, society and culture. <laughs> I feel like society and culture. That's oh, literally society. all of us, bro. <laughs> no, dude, dude. Society and Sports culture. and recreation. Bro, we talked about all of those things, dude. Yeah, we talk about music. We talk about politics. We were talking about spirituality the other day, bro. <laughs> I don't know, dude. Bro, we talk about all kinds of things. I love it. I don't really want to... You can't put a finger on the casual conversation, I think bro. if we had to choose, though, I think we'd be... Uh, dang it. What was that one, Derv? Society and culture? Society and culture. I think we'd be on society and that. culture. Because society is everything that is society is. So that would be comedy, business, what we do. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I got, yeah. 
I'd say society and culture. If we had to pick a subcategory. Yeah, we better change it. Because I feel like, dude, we might be losing out on some on some listeners, man. We're into the comedy section. And we're not And yeah. we're not actually comedy. And we're not like cracking jokes. <laughs> yeah, we're not we're not trying to be funny. We're just funny. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, we're just like naturally funny. Yeah. We're like anyways, funny. Anyways, anyways. <laughs> so something that you wanted to talk about, Derv, was casinos coming to Arkansas. What do you think about that? Oh, that's a little outdated. Casinos coming to Arkansas. I think that's awesome. Have you ever been to casinos? Yeah. When Dude, I was no, like I when been... I was like seven years old, my dad I, I want to tell this story. The first time seven old, years old. Yeah, yeah, no, bro. you weren't. It's how I promise I was. I was going like skiing. I may have been nine. You never know. <laughs> but I, I was uh, going skiing with my dad. I was in New Mexico, in Albuquerque, okay. and we, my dad was trying to teach me a lesson about casinos and how you can lose your money. So he's like, I want to show you this. I'm gonna put a five dollar bill in this in this slot machine, and I'm gonna show you how quick you can lose five dollars. And he ended up winning thirty dollars. <laughs> And, and that you put five dollars in it again. That was the only time I've been to a casino, bro. I'm on top right now. No, nah, dude. I've okay, never, that's I've interesting. I've never been to a casino. Dude, we gotta go what? sometime. You guys I, have never been to Okay. No. So I've spent nah, dude. hours upon hours. I've probably spent a whole work week in casinos total in my life, if I, not more. Dude, I'm never going to a casino. Well, I don't never. recommend it. Never? Never, dude. You're never say never. Never gonna go to a casino. No, nah, bro. I'd lose all my money. Will. Guaranteed. Hundred percent. Bro, lose go with us one time, huh? One time. I'm not taking any money. I'm Actually, gonna pitch no, it to you. Bad idea. Okay, bro, still just go, just go and get some free drinks with us. There's a drink. Free sodas, free alcohol at a lot of places, and you just take thirty or forty bucks in, and that's what a movie costs. And then you just play it out and have fun and leave when it's over. Yeah, bro, you can just casually. That's what normal people do. That's not what I do. Sit back. <laughs> what do you do, Derek? I've well, I have several different styles it changes every time styles. i go styles okay if so you, do you go to the casino do you play the slot machines do you play cards what do you do well i don't play cards do you usually play roulette? usually i'll do i i love roulette i've sat at a roulette table i've sat at the same roulette table for four wow hours. that's total chance mm, no total chance. i beg to differ you can play with the odds doing certain bets <laughs> that would make it it you can make it to where you can make probably a couple bucks and pay for your drinks if it they're not free all night. Well, the casinos, the drinks are free. Not in all, only some. I found really? that out the hard way. See, like I would think I would play roulette because it, there's no skill. Yeah, you just yeah, there's no it. skill, and just it's got it better my... odds than like a slot machine. Like a slot machine, you uh, never know. Slots machines are amazing. I've if especially if you go to the five or ten dollar ones. I've been in one where you they have a room where it's high stakes and it's five dollars per hit at the minimum. Yeah, bet up to like twenty bucks, and then they have like ten, five, ten, fifteen, twenty, and then fifty. I think it's some. And so I've hit the $25 machine like several times and that is wild because you, you put in, you put in 200 bucks or so and then that gives you five spin or four, eight spins. So, and then, but if you win one of those eight spins, you're instantly up to like 350 bucks. So I, I just sat at one of those machines for a while. I ended up losing a lot of money that day. <laughs> I, was about to say, <laughs> I ended up losing a lot of money. <laughs> but there is one time I walked out of one casino, $750 positive. That's awesome. And so that was great. That was a good time. See, that, we, were on the way to Oklahoma, we were on the way to Texas from Fayetteville, which we went through Oklahoma. We stopped at every casino we saw and then like won like 150 bucks here and then went and won 600 bucks so where, So where does the money go? I mean, would that, would that money go to Arkansas scholarships? Is that the... For a casino? Yeah. Like what, what would no, the, that's, a, that's scratch off tickets, Gary. Or is it a that's positive the, or is it a positive... I'll tell you, I'll tell you where I, why I think they're good for the community other than... Yeah, I, I don't care where what, the money goes because they can't be just like... You can't... like. Is well, they got to make money, though. Is it a private it's a, business? It's a business, yeah. 
I mean, but like, I, I feel like, yeah, I would say so. I don't think it matters where the money's going. I think what matters is that it's a very good work environment. And they, so there's a lot of jobs at casinos and they all pay, you know, $15 an hour or more like the, the card dealers and everything like that. So there's a lot of jobs inside a casino. You have like the girls being waitresses or guys, but they also have bands in there. Sometimes you have all the cashiers, you have the people at the card culture. games. Yeah. There's a lot. Culture yeah. Sure. So there's a lot of jobs. And I think that based alone op- opens up a lot of opportunities for people. We've always called it Russ Vegas. That's where they're putting it, isn't it, Russellville? I have no idea. I don't know if they're doing actually doing it or not. Are they doing it? I, I've heard I've heard that it's going to Russellville. Remember. I've I, heard several people say that. I can't remember. It's literally going to be Russ there, Vegas. Though. Like, Sounds why would right. They, dude, why wouldn't they put one in like the most populated areas? I feel like that would be well, more think, effective. Think think about it this way though, man. Like, well, Little Rock I mean, is already, like, what are they Little gonna, Rock is so so crowded. Like, yeah, I know, but what are they going to do? Bring commerce to Russellville? Like, what else is there to do? That'd be literally the only thing to do. You know what I mean? Yeah, but it would be good. Like, it would be good. Like, Russellville's a growing population town. I mean, that's true. But like, it'd why, be like there's nothing you, else to do. Like, get, that's the only thing to do. you get what I'm saying, though? Like, why would you pinpoint everything in that one location like Little Rock? Like, I'm not saying just Little Rock. Move everything, move everything around the town. You could take it to Conway, though. Conway would be Yeah, I'm spot. saying, like, get it in a place that's close. Not necessarily in the heaviest populated areas, but closer to that. So you could have more people come. Yeah. It'd yeah. be, like, an easier convenience i guess per se we're gonna get will in a casino maybe we'll see yeah dude I, come come with dude, this I one feel like time i, I feel like i'd be time. a degenerate gambler so i don't want to lose all my money no nah, dude you'd be fine you would be fine I don't know. you have to be rich to become a gambler or know people that are going to continue to loan you money such as loan sharks which they're kind of hard to find yeah at least true. in conway arkansas <laughs> a loan shark we should be loan sharks I actually really looked into that, and I was like, think about it. The only reason a loan shark is really illegal, it has nothing to do with loaning the money. It's what you do to get your money back. It's the breaking legs and killing their mothers to get their money back. That's, That's what's illegal about being a loan shark, because I really thought about becoming a loan shark, because <laughs> at one point, I had like up to 19 people owing me money, and it was a lot of, it, it totaled up to like $15,000, and I was like, hmm, through cars, and cars I financed and various other things, like people just owing me money. Oh, you finance cars, I was like, cars, huh? maybe I'll become a loan shark. I do a couple, yeah, out of pocket. Mm. It's risky. I only do it for people I know, or okay. people that I'm really helping out, or if I get enough of a down payment to justify that if I lose the vehicle, it'll be okay. Hmm, okay, I gotcha. Interesting, interesting. Man, you like that mustache that Derv's rocking over there? Dude, I do like that mustache. Is it, that's like a red mustache. Yeah, but your hair is not red. Sometimes red your hair is not red though. No, it's more brown. It's like a, it's like a darker auburn. <laughs> Don't get too specific. It's Gary. like a darker it, auburn. That's a red mustache. <laughs> <laughs> He's licking it. It looks good too, dude. I'm a fan of the mustache. Gary, you can't grow a mustache. Can I you? told Gary it's the only Gary, way to not my, look Gary young. can grow a beard, but he can't grow a mustache. See, like, my mustache comes in better than it used to, and I think it's progressively going to get better, but it's still pretty weak. Dude, my beard game is weak, though. Like, like I can get it on my chin. Let me just say this. Mustache. I would much rather have a beard than a mustache. He's never had a good mustache. So a, mu- a mustache. A mustache. I would rather have just a mustache than just a beard, but preferred would be the whole package man yeah, i just like true. i just like that mountain man look you know i'm freaking wild dude but like somebody with like a mario mustache mario <laughs> or luigi mustache freaking lame they're, they're classy dude 
They're classy. Way-mo. Handlebar mustache. The handlebar mustache. Yeah, dude. I'm not going to lie. I like mustaches. Okay, that's what I thought. I like mustaches. I'm that's just what playing I with y'all guys. But I like beards better. I really do. <laughs> not hating on them. I'm just saying I like beards better. Okay. They are I fine. like lady they're, beards. They're superior. <laughs> Anyways. Anyways. Lady beards. So, what um, what would you have to say to somebody that was trying to start their own business, like starting out? Because I mean, I'm sure I'm. This is kind of a two parter. What would you say to someone trying to start out, and what are some of the challenges that you had to face that you would like forewarn people that were trying to start a business? That's a good question. I would say that's a good question. Okay, um. Trying to start a business, what I would tell people, I would say that it's definitely way harder than it looks. And it really depends on your lifestyle, but it comes down to time management. That's like the number one thing that would help you. A lot of people think it's money, but I think time management is the most important thing in running a business. Uh, Because a lot of people only work when they're watched. And being like a real self-starter, which comes into time management, is like not being lazy and actually being a self-starter and knowing what to do because no one's telling you what to do. You have to figure out what to do and go do it. As whereas most people are told to just do things, I think being a self-starter and learning time management skills because it, it can be learned. You have to be self-managed. You have to manage yeah. yourself. You need to be responsible for yourself. You don't have a list of rules, regulations, and policies to follow. You have to make your own way you know what I yeah mean? it's ultimate accountability for everything and so and and that's that's awesome i feel like i feel like that i mean i'm i'm still in school and everything but i'm eventually wanting to do something like that and just taking that leap i feel like i i perform better when i do just like all right i'm gonna i'm gonna figure this out you know what i mean just yeah. kind of on my toes not having to necessarily conform like i feel like my happiness is just i don't know greater at that point i've heard a lot of uh entrepreneurs say that before that you know once they were thinking about starting a business or thinking about you know going into business with somebody else and they still had like a regular job you know for a source of income or whatever but they said they never could get over the hump until they finally just went 100 percent into the business you know what i mean so i'm not saying if you're thinking about opening a business just go quit your job and don't you know weigh the pros and cons weigh the risks but almost every person entrepreneur i've seen that's been super successful just dove into it saying i've got to do this because it's the only way that i'm gonna that that's facts i agree it's a kind of a two-part thing because yes it's good to have guaranteed income while you're doing it as a side hustle i think you could gradually do it that way and that would be best because if you don't have to rely on your income it may make things a little less like stressful yeah. But the problem, the problem here is you have to know that no one's going to give you money at the end of the day. You have to go earn it. Yeah. Like what you were saying. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing you, Will was saying, you don't just quit your job. <clears throat> you got to think it's like, you have to be logical about it. You have to have a plan. Like if, if that plan involves you working another job and it being a side hustle at first, just to gain your experience and your, your uh, clientele and and just a a reputation, then do that if that's part of the the plan. But there has to be a plan. You can't just a lot jump, of businesses jump off and say, oh, "All right, it's just going to work out." <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm not saying just go quit your job. We'll use Durr for example. Say, "I'm gonna I'm gonna start selling cars," and you don't know anything about cars. You've never 
you know, bought a used car, you've never done any of this, and you just quit your job and say, okay, I'm going to start a car lot. You know what I mean? It doesn't work like that. You have to have a you, you have can, to have a, you can. a plan of action. Well, you could, but you, I mean, I would say learning <laughs> a, a lot of jobs require that you can't just dive off and just figure it out and make money. A lot of jobs take time and preparation, or not jobs, but businesses you can start. Like you develop as, a skill set. Yeah, selling cars. Technically, it, it is an overnight thing. Like you can go to Craigslist, buy a vehicle, and then you you don't have to worry about prices or anything. You could just go buy a vehicle, list it for five hundred dollars higher, and if you have better pictures and stuff, you might just get it. Yeah, that's true. I didn't think about that. But now some businesses, like uh, if you wanted to start a dietitian program, that's going to take a lot more effort, time, planning, yeah. etc. And the thing about the thing about the dietitian, and then the movement is going this way. the The bills are passing. There was a bill that passed like a year ago or two years ago that we're starting to get reimbursed for more things like for diabetes education whereas we didn't get reimbursed for that individually like they're starting to to come up with more reasons and i think that it's going to move to a point where we are getting reimbursed for uh, visits like doctor referral individual one-on-one consultation visits and and you know getting a business like that consult with people um just do do that for somebody else for for a period of time build a relationship a clientele base and then hopefully by that point insurance will cover you know a diet like a private dietitian practice for for somebody whereas for example there's some of my family members that are trying to get off of smoking uh, and insurance if you go and you know attend a webinar or whatever on you know quitting smoking they'll cover a patch for you to rehabilitate yourself to get off well, I think insurance will come to a point where, and I think, I think the government's taking enough interest in the health of people because of the cost of insurance. I mean, it, we pay trillions with a T dollars for obesity alone in America. So they're starting, and that, not all of that is insurance. That, that's like family costs that occur. But the government's just taking more value in nutrition, and I think it's going to come to a point where insurances will cover a consultation with a private practice dietitian in the future. Even just about no- living normal life better, like yeah, even for perfectly yeah. healthy and, people. And that's the thing I, I want. Like I want to be a dietitian. I want to have that credential. But I want to be more than that. Like, I want to be more holistic. It's like, yeah, I want to fix your diet, but that's that's just one aspect. I think the future of of private practice consultation, whether it be doctors, dietitian, physical therapist, I think it's going to be like, yeah, I'm specialized in this, but I also have a deeper understanding of your health as a whole, your happiness as a whole, your mental health as a whole. It's like you're, yeah, we're going to focus on your diet because that's what I'm going to help you with. But I'm also going to throw in things that are going to make you happier as a whole because you're not just your diet. Yeah, that makes sense. So like we were talking about plans and, you know, starting businesses and whatnot. So what would your plan be? Say you're a dietitian a couple years in the future. What would your plan be if you were going to start a business for yourself? It's like, what would you want to do? I mean, you, you explain what you would want to do, but how would you put that into action? 
You well, so I first of all, I go to school, I get my master's in nutrition, I become a dietitian. Yeah, okay. So I right. go and I do probably diabetes education for a while because I feel like that's going to help me just talk about uh, just just talk. In okay, you say diabetes education. What do you mean by that? Like I'm literally giving. They they give doctors will refer patients to classes. Okay, so you're like and, teaching a class. Yeah, and so okay, like that, we that, have a diabetes education center at the hospital. Okay, and so I've I attended gotcha. one the, of the classes. It's like a two two times a week thing where you go in and you teach a class for about seven to eight hours. Okay, and that's yeah. That's basically what I was asking. I was asking you know. Yeah, so, so do that for a while, but also do like clinical dietetics, which is going around monitoring like tube feedings, uh, intravenous, which would be like feeding people through IVs and things. Oh. Um, do, just, I just want to jump around and get myself as experienced as I can. It would be cool to do some type of like sports or performance nutrition because I think I think that with, with nutrition, it's like there's so many different goals, like become very seasoned in all these different areas, and I can have not necessarily yeah like i want to be specialized in something but like i don't want to just be specialized in weight gain i also want to be able to help you reach your goals as a high school athlete uh playing basketball trying to get into college yeah. you know what i mean yeah so, jack of all trades yeah exactly so i'm i'm trying to like bounce around get as much experience as i can and honestly i've thought about physical therapy but i've also thought about doing uh like a physician's assistant program as well because as a physician's assistant i would be able to do a lot more as a as a medical um like professional and and just working in the hospital working in the lab like i really really enjoy the medical environment and i think that that becoming a physician's assistant would be would be worthwhile um, I don't know. It's just, it's just, it's like I haven't like that's just kind of like a like a blueprint, like an outline. Like a, it's not like set in stone. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that's that's something that shifts all the time. So you have like this logical plan. This is coming back to the the head and the heart. Like you have this logical plan laid out, but that's objective, and experience is subjective. Yeah. So it's like it's like in the moment you have to like kind of follow your intuition, your your gut feeling. Uh, you can't always just rely on that blueprint, that plan, because experience is happening, happening like in the present moment. You know what I mean? Yeah. So are you trying to say basically that you can't plan for everything in the future? I'm I'm saying it's always good to have a plan, but you can't be so rigid. You got to be that adaptive. plan. Like you have to. If you're so rigid with that plan that you just don't enjoy experience, you're not going to be happy. You know what I mean? It's like you have to you have to follow your your gut feeling, your intuition. Will's so funny over here. He's writing the topics for the podcast right now. No, dude. I've just been thinking about stuff while we're sitting over here. <laughs> so we were talking about... Uh, that was good, Gary. But we were talking about like um, starting your own business. We talked about how Durf started his. And I was asking you what steps you would take to you know start your own business with dietetics or whatever. But I was going to ask Durf... What are the challenge? Well, we asked what the challenges were, but... I guess I didn't actually tell you. No, it, no it's fine. But just to add on to it, like... How did you um, like market yourself to let people know that you were in this business or that you were reputable? You know what I'm saying? So like for Gary's case, how would you let people know, you know, that you were the, the guy to come listen to if you were talking about, you know, diabetes or giving a seminar or if they were just wanting to know anything about nutrition? How would you how would you tell the people, let them know that you were the one that they needed to hear? Or in your case, Derv, how, how, how did, did you let people know? That you know, hey, 
I got the best deals. I got this and that. I guess how did you market yourself? I see what you're saying. I'm first. I'm gonna remember that, but first I'm gonna tell you the challenges. I would say what I thought were the challenges at the time are different than what I, looking back, think the challenges truly were. What I thought the challenges were at the time in my business, you have to have money to make money. You have to be able to buy the cars. So I always thought my problem was money. Uh, and now that I have more than I did then, I realize it wasn't about the money. It was more about habits and how active you are. Let's say how how bad you want it and how hard you're willing to work to get it. Because when I when I first started selling cars, I was kind of doing it for pleasure, and I only sold them because I had to. You know what I'm saying? Like I had an X amount of money and spent all of it on a car several times, and then you know, like if I didn't sell this car, you know, uh, and now that I have several cars for sale at once and everything like that, but now marketing myself, I would say. It wasn't, I didn't really have to market myself, but I guess my whole life has been interested in cars. And so everyone knows that I talk about cars. You just built that reputation. Yeah, I've built the reputation. Like, I mean, even you guys know it and we don't hang out very often, but you know cars, you know? Um, So I built that reputation, I guess, through just talking about cars and stuff like that. Now selling them, I do most of the sales based on online, such as Craigslist and Facebook Marketplace. That's where most of the leads come from. Uh, a lot of people just know I sell cars. They'll call me all the time wanting me to buy their cars, stuff like that. And of course, everyone I know that, well, people that like me, uh, will tell people about it and everything like that. So most people know, and they at least try me before they go to a competitor or anything like that. But I have a very specific market of vehicles, and it, like it's very easy to fall out of my market. I don't sell anything for the most part over $8,000 on the regular, at least. I have, but I choose not to for the most part. And then like, I don't do much financing. And so that turns away a lot of customers. I don't do anything brand new for the most part because yeah. they fall over the, the value range. So, you know, anyone looking for a brand new car, you know, I could recommend you to a good new car dealer, but that's about it. Yeah. Okay. But marketing myself, I would say in my business, it wasn't that hard. It kind of, since it's a, my, I have a lifestyle business. I think there's a lot, there's a difference between self-employed and being a business owner. And I would say for the first until really now, I was more self-employed than anything as far as like I did everything myself. I really just created myself a job rather than a business. And now I'm trying to phase towards business as far as like I have people working for me. Like I'm saying, I'm trying to make money. Yeah. I'm hanging out with you guys and we sold a car. Like I'm trying to make money without having to actually put in the Yeah, ground, you're trying to groundwork. build a hierarchy. Now, like of course, I'm still to... doing the groundwork of buying the cars, reconditioning them, et cetera, et cetera. But that, I guess that. Yeah, I got you. So... Yeah, so it's, you kind of had like a lifetime marketing strategy because you've always been into cars. You know what I mean? Yeah, it just kind of fell into it. Like people yeah. just, I truly fell into my my hobby slash passion, passion and everything. Yeah, that's but cool. I would say it's not my main. I don't know. It doesn't it doesn't overtake my thoughts in any way. Like I'm not always thinking about cars. Yeah, it's kind of different situation for you though, Gary. Because um, when did you first know that you wanted to do dietetics? It, it wasn't until yeah, it wasn't. three or four years ago. Yeah, or less than that. It's probably like two and a half years ago, maybe. Yeah, so it'd probably be more difficult for you once you become a dietitian and once you want to start, um, not necessarily start your own business, but make some money from. Yeah, and the thing is, man, I've I've been, I've been doing things, making moves to to build that reputation. Well, what moves are you making? 
I've been putting big money moves. Been, been big putting, money moves. Been, I've been just been like very active on social media with different types of things that I want to do because dietetics is not the only thing I want to do. I mean, I've been putting nutrition yeah. information out. Uh, yeah, I've been you're right. You're right. I'm not saying... po- I've been working on this podcast with you and just sharing ideas with people. I mean, it starts in my community. Yeah, we have what like maybe forty. You said forty on average, forty to fifty people that download this podcast. Yeah, pretty much. So it's not a lot. But, like, people around the area I've had reach out to me. Like, I've had three or four people in the last week reach out to me about the podcast and asking where they can find it and everything. There you go. And so... Well, where can we find it, Gary? It's on Spotify, YouTube, iTunes, and Google Play. There you go. <laughs> um, I didn't mean to drop my phone. It's an active, the second don't worry. Time. Um, yeah. yeah, it's an active. It's okay. Um, but, yeah, like, it's it's... It's a slow process, man. I just turned 23 years old. I'm just trying to reinvent myself. I've been reading a lot uh, about, about health and nutrition. I've been reading a lot about psychology. I've been reading a lot about how to emulate success. And, and I've been reading a lot about successful people and their thoughts and ideas and like what I want to do in life. And the thing about that is like do all of that and and go after your goals and your ambitions and achieve them but at the same time remain humble like you know be be grounded be in tune with your your spiritual side your emotional side and uh be be logical at the same time yeah there you go so that that's the that's the balance that I'm really really looking for okay and well, right on it interesting interesting i say that after everything <laughs> anyone that knows me like when i text i'm just like interesting it can fit anything because it doesn't really mean cool it could mean bad it could be good or bad positive <laughs> negative so it's just yeah. like interesting and then you get more time to think about how you actually feel <laughs> i like that gary. i like that interesting interesting that is interesting that's interesting gary no that's that's awesome but yeah that it's just it's cool it's cool to be around people that that entertain a greater vision for themselves. And and I'm glad that we ha- we have the opportunity to bring people on a podcast and talk to people that do entertain a greater vision for themselves and are more in tune with that vision. Yeah, that's true cuz I mean you I couldn't imagine you being list- goalless. Yeah, like listening no to just the audience, speaking to the audience right now, just listening to Derv talk about how he made it happen and how he's working for himself right now if that doesn't inspire you if that doesn't like make you want to move towards something greater for yourself no self-employment or owning a business isn't always the best plan for no it's not it's not we can't all do it sadly it's not the best thing it's a lifestyle that works for me and it could work for other people that's why i say a greater vision not necessarily yeah. not necessarily owning your own business, but just a greater vision for yourself. It may be that you're working at a job you don't really like and you want, really want to do something else, but you're scared uh, or you think you're unable when really if you took the steps and the energy to, to do something that you really want to do, maybe it's going back to school, maybe it's getting into a program, maybe it's, I don't know, maybe you have to sacrifice something like, hours at your job which in turn would sacrifice pay and it's going to make you be a little more frugal with your money to achieve something so don't don't be satisfied look for that greater vision in life whether it's owning a business or taking steps to achieve something 
just great. Yeah, you have to have aspirations in life. I that I I'm truly afraid of not having aspirations. Yeah, that's true. And honestly, I think like everybody, if they really thought about it, would love to work for themselves sometime in their life. You know what I mean? Yeah, but most people can't. They don't have the motivation to do it themselves. They have to be pushed towards doing things, and, and that's, that's why. And that's employees. why we're that's why we're that's we're true. on this podcast. We're trying to we're trying to spread that message. Yeah, you know? it's like maybe somebody's never thought about it. Maybe they've never thought about you know what they could do to be self-employed or have their own business. So, just provoking a little thought, baby. I got you. Got to get the you. brain working. I got something for you. Okay, so something I've been doing lately, I've noticed like I've been taking a lot. Of, I, I've always been a big fan of shortcuts. Like if I can get something done quicker and faster, et cetera, I'm going to do it that way. So I noticed like a lot of times I don't do things to the fullest extent. Like let's say you're taking out the trash and you drop one piece and like it's easier. You already started walking away. It's easier to just walk away. And so like lately the past couple of weeks, uh, even I've been trying to like notice that and be like, no, go finish that right now like instead of doing it later and i think being hard on yourself and like just calling out like exactly what you're coming short on like that's a small example but it happens a lot more often than you'd think in daily life to be the to be the devil's advocate you also know when to not be so critical of yourself and i'll tell you an example i have a or i had a problem and it's a constant thing like i got to keep in balance i have a very type a personality i like to do things and resting was something that I would beat myself up over. Like, even if I really needed to rest and, like, do nothing. I 100% agree with that. That's, like, my main problem you, in life. You can't, I can't be idle. I don't know how. Yeah, and you, there's times that you do need to rest. A lot of times, uh, relating this to exercise, a lot of people say, oh, I'm overtraining. Well, honestly, you're rarely overtraining. You're just under-resting because the body requires that rest. So... A big challenge for me, just kind of going back to what you were saying, is is beating myself up and being too critical of myself. For sure. There's definitely a balance for everything. So be, I'd say being good at life is being good at balancing things. Yeah. If, be, if I had to say one thing, I think about this often. Like, if you could just learn perfect balance, everything in life could be a little bit easier. Like, that, you have to balance that. Exactly. Balancing comes down to everything. Yeah. It's the backbone of life, man. It's the backbone. Balancing just like just like is cars the is the is, is Derv's backbone. It's my backbone. Cars are the backbone of America. <laughs> Not enough. <laughs> I mean, without if yeah, they they kind of are the backbone. They well, kind trucking, of are though. The trucking industry. If if we didn't have the trucking industry, we'd be so everyone hates truckers, and sometimes we hate the way they drive. But there's a reason why they do everything they do for the hey, most part. Did you need to you need to listen to our episode with Paxton? He he's a right. he's a Mav, he's works for Maverick Trucking, and we talk about trucking extensively. All right, in that podcast, it's interesting, man. He's, he he knows a lot about trucking. He shines some light on some uh, statistics I think, uh, for us. One of my friends, Winston, went to work there. I think potentially. Yeah, he said he, he did. I don't know. Paxton enjoys it. He's he's doing pretty. They well. They hire a lot of UCA people though. That's for sure. Yeah, there's a there's a few professors that they're pretty tight with them. I think. Yeah, so. something like that. But yeah, man. Anyways, that's uh, that's really all I got, man. That's really all I got. You got anything else for Derv, Will? Um, I mean, not the top of my head. Let me think for a second. I just want. Let me think. For really, a the only thing. <laughs> Really, what I wanted to talk to him about mainly was his uh his business and his thought process on that. But you know, we got into that pretty heavy, so that's really what I wanted to know. Yeah, well, we're we're really glad that you came on the podcast, Derv. We've been going for an hour and ten minutes so far. That's pretty impressive. I that I yeah, for sure. I have too much to say. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, dude, you have to come on again for a second round. 
Yeah, because we we talked about like one thing pretty just boom like yeah for a while. It's easy to tie it up quick, dude. <clears throat> yeah, we do that. We get <laughs> we get on the dude. Once we get rolling on something, we just kind of keep rolling on it. So we always like to ask everybody, Derv, at the end of the podcast, if there is one thing that you could tell somebody if they never saw you again, never heard from you again, what would you tell them? Oh, this is good. Give me about 10 seconds and I'll have something. Uh, play some elevator music in the background. All right, Derv is back. I'd say, I'd say this, that to anyone out there, you, you have to learn at some point that you are nothing. There will always be people better than you. And to be something, you're going to have to work very hard for it and stay motivated 24-7. It's true, go. man. It's true. You're not, I like you're not anything I like until one. you make yourself something. Yeah. And it's like, we do that a lot as uh, people in American society. We compare ourselves to others. Marcus talked about that when he was on here. You compare yourself to somebody else that's had way more experience. They've had uh, a much longer journey than you. And you can't do that. You have to compare yourself to yourself. Are you getting a little better every day? 0.01% better every day. That's what you got to get. Yourself is your biggest enemy most of the time. No doubt. Part two. Part two. <laughs> Part two coming up. We'll talk about mental health with dirt next time. <laughs> yeah, That's dude. awesome, man. Be, be, be something. Realize you're nothing and be something. Start. He's Start wearing a something. shirt right now. Start. Start. Here, show the show the camera. We're 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 putting this on YouTube, guys. By the way, now we're starting we're starting video. So go check out the the YouTube channel and. Uh, anyways. Oh yeah. Yeah, dude. Where did you get that shirt though, Derf? I got this shirt. Shameless shout out to Culture Clothing Company in Little Rock, Arkansas. Culture Clothing. Culture it's great clothing. Men's, men's styling. If you want stuff that's not really in the mall and you want to look a little different and get into men's fashion a little bit, they sell a lot of nice stuff. This is one of their actual shirts. It says Culture on the back. And so okay. this is one, one of the ones he made. This guy named Kate owns it. Really good, really good nice guy. That's, that's awesome. legit. I'll have to go check him out. It's off Rodney Parham. Do they have a website? Behind Party City. Yeah, they have a website and an Instagram. Culture Sweet. Clothing Company. Culture Clothing Company. You heard it here, baby. Go check them out. Hey, they're gonna they're gonna be sponsored. We're gonna be sponsored by them. Bring your credit cards, (laughs) yeah, dude. Hey, man, I feel I feel like the cover art that we put up, the new cover art, has brought in some listeners. I love that. It looks professional. I love, dude. Okay, who did that? I forgot. We didn't. We hadn't mentioned this because we just recently put it up. We actually had that cover art for a long time. Our friend Hannah Bernhardt made that for us. She did uh, really good. She did. And honestly, we're gonna have a, a. I wouldn't a more amped up version eventually, but we're just yeah. gonna we're gonna leave it for going right now. Yeah, she's an amazing artist, and uh, you know she did that. That was probably a couple days. I mean th- that wasn't that was literally the first draft that she made us. Yeah, and she was gonna make us one like and super we- epic, but uh, she asked us for a picture and we forgot to give her the picture for. Like, Bro, if you guys need for like two, if you guys months. need t-shirts. Hit me up. Some t-shirts. We, we need that on t-shirts. But what I'm saying is, if like if we start pulling in more people, man. Like, I don't know. Start, dude. We start gotta make some shirts, sponsors. dude. We gotta get some merch. We need a we need a, a website where we can make merch. Yeah, bro. Casual conversation T-shirts with Gary's <laughs> face on the front. No, yeah, why, why my face? Why both of our faces, bro? <laughs> we'll have the we'll, when Hannah comes out with her thing, bro. We'll get shirts. They'll they'll yeah, dude. Be the like picture of Gary up. on the front and then me on the back. <laughs> oh my portraits. God. Or no, me and Gary will go get a like a family portrait made, like professionally. We're wearing like shirts and ties. 
<laughs> and our faces will be on the back of the shirts. Yeah. But anyways, yeah, we want to have you on the podcast again at some point, man. That, if what if I move off to Oregon, will? Huh? What if I move off to Oregon, will? Uh, it's gonna be difficult, but you know, I'd say internet's think, not good enough to do it. Do you remote. think? Do you think that we? Do you think that we could do it? We could do it. Um, you might have. You said you're gonna get a computer, right? Yeah. So, to me, it, it would have to be like on a Skype call, right? Yeah. And then, if you had your microphone plugged into your computer, like we could see each other talking, and we'd be having a conversation. We'd both be recording, and then you just send me your audio file. That could work 100%. Via email, that could work. And then I just put it into mine, and I sync them up together. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that'll that, work. That would be good. And there's other ways you can do it too. I can't remember though. I mean, it'd be a it'd be a hassle and a difficulty, but but if we learned, I mean, if we it, it it'd be a hassle learning how to do it. The and thing get is it though, down, if you if you really want to do something, you'll, do you'll find a way you'll to get do it. Done, and I, I dude, I I really do love this podcast, man. Like I love I love doing I love bringing in guests and and things. Yeah, the guests would be limited. Shout out to Herman. It'd be weird. It wouldn't be weird. It'd be str- I don't know how we would do guests. We have to figure it out. Another, hey, bro. Another, step- hey. <laughs> another stepping stone we have to figure out. Bro, the stepping stone would be that they're just going to have to get over looking at my face on a computer. <laughs> dude, I just get Wait, a- what if you all did bro, the Bro, this call? is the future. Three-way. No one sees anyone. No, dude. That'd be legit. That could work. Yeah. But they, you would have to bring them equipment or bro, something, th- I guess. That's the, yeah. thing, that's the thing. Would they rather... There, how many people are going to be able to provide their own microphone at their own place? Yeah, probably and not. It's like, just have them come over. Bad bro. idea from Devin. No. It wasn't a bad idea. It was, just, it was a it was a thought provoking idea, yeah. and I I thought about it and I provoked it away. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, dude, yeah, Devin, you want to go get some uh, steak and shake after this? Ooh, I'm pretty down for that. They have to go to chili five five way chili. Five, chi- I was thinking it's like spaghetti. It's really it's the sp- best thing ever. Spaghetti. It's spaghetti. spaghetti noodles with their chili, and it's the best thing ever. Spaghetti. spaghetti. I've never heard of spaghetti, bro. <laughs> it's probably the best thing ever in the world. You'll love spaghetti, it. That's dude. pretty cool. I want to try that. You're intriguing me. <laughs> Anyways, oh man, you can find me on Instagram at Gary the Great ninety six and on Snapchat at Gary G A I R Y. That's your name in my phone, Gary. With Gary. Like hair. <laughs> Gary's. I think Gary's name in my phone is just capital G A R Y. I think that's it. G A I R Y. No, G A R Y. Just oh, Gary. Okay. But uh, <laughs> anyway, you can find me on Instagram at will underscore Pennington zero zero, and on Twitter at the Scavenger twenty three. Derv. Social media shoutouts. The Devin Mathis. Just my name. The Devin Mathis. Spelled correctly. How, how do you spell it? How you spell it? You gotta it. spell it. Okay. T H E D E V I N M A T H I S with an at symbol at the front. With an at symbol at the front, baby. And uh, one more time, give us your um, uh, dealership. JSpec Auto Works. JSpec Auto Works. You got a website? Oh, yeah. JSpecAutoWorks.com. I'm a fan of simple stuff. That's what I like. <laughs> That's what I like to see. JSpecAutoWorks.com. So, y'all go check it out. Go follow Derv. Oh, yeah. That's spelled pretty weird. I'm not very simple. It's J-S-P-E-C-A-U-T-O-W-E-R-K-S.com. W-E-R-K-S. The technical thinking was the J is for Japanese, so like JSpec. And then the works, auto works, like W-E-R-K-S is, is how Germans use it over there. It's like auto works. If you huh. can think of how I'm trying to say it. I know. Yeah. I just <laughs> a fan of works. simple stuff, huh? <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. That, that's awesome, man. Once again, thank you so much for coming <clears throat> for coming on the podcast. I got a frog in my throat, man. <laughs> Thanks for coming on the podcast. We're gonna have you again sometime. Oh yeah. And, uh, let's go get some steak and shake. Yeah, dude. This is McDerv signing off. McDerv signing off. So, with all that said, Gary out. Later. <laughs>